I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about people who are not Mrs. Turner yet. And yes, may we all grow up to be Leslie and simply turn down our hearing aids when someone says something we don't want to hear. Honestly, she's goals. <laughs> Joining us to discuss episode three of Golden Bachelor is new friend of the pod, Priscilla Gilman. She's a former English lit professor and author of memoirs, The Anti-Romantic Child and The Critic's Daughter. Priscilla, welcome to Love to See It. We're so happy to have yeah, you. Welcome. Yay! Oh, <laughs> this this is ultimate goals for me, everybody. I mean, t- Leslie turning down your hearing aid might be for you, but for me, it's <laughs> being with you too. So, oh my <laughs> yeah. god, no, we are we are we are so lucky, truly, to have you. Oh, so excited. Excited. And before we jump into the recap of Golden Bachelor, remember to check out our recap of week three of The Bachelor in Paradise, which came out on Friday if you haven't already listened. Also, I'm covering Love is Blind over on our Substack podcast, Rich Text. You can subscribe and hear those recaps at clarendemma.substack.com. Hooray. Let's okay, get guys. started. So oh. much goodness this this episode. I loved this episode. I thought it was maybe better than episode two even. And the drama, the drama is beginning, but it is not, not so much that it is making my soul die. So that's the perfect (laughs) level of drama. (laughs) That's when you know it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We start. (laughs) Meaty and juicy. I can't wait to get into this with you too. Wow. Exactly. I can't wait to hear your thoughts, Priscilla. Ooh. So we we start with another cold open. I think they're going to do this every episode now, and I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Gary is sitting on a bench, crying with his head in his hands. What is going on? Cut to the title card. I love and it. it's week three, and there are 12 women left, as Leslie helpfully informs us. And they're all starting to have real feelings for Gary, which also means they're starting to get jealous of each other. (laughs) (laughs) The jealousy has arrived. They have now realized that we are dating the same Gary Turner. There's only one. And And we might actually like him. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie is like, the vibe is camaraderie, but also, eh, we got to protect our hearts. And she's worried that some of the women may start to get catty. And you know, I don't enjoy describing women's conflicts mm-hmm. as cattiness. No. But I will forgive Leslie this time. <laughs> uh, cut to Kathy, of course. Yeah, our favorite, our fave salty girl. What do you think about Kathy, Priscilla? Are you a Kathy stan? Do you stan Kathy, I mean? I, I, I was a Kathy stan before this episode. Yeah. I still like her. Uh, I, I think she's a hoot. Uh, Gary, Gary described Ellen as a hoot. I, I think Kathy's a hoot. Kathy is she a hoot. Is. She is a hoot. She is so smart. She's so funny. She's so sharp. But she got a little carried away in this episode, I thought. 
she got, she got, she carried, you got a little carried away. Um, but I do, I, I admit, I do understand the impulse mm-hmm. to cuddle up with some of your best girlfriends and do a little light shit talking. <laughs> I <laughs> she love is this sitting. too. She has quite the friend group within the house. <laughs> Susan, April, Nancy, and Kathy have formed a little clique, and Kathy is imitating some of the other women in the house who perk up to attention only when Gary enters the room. (laughs) We have a clip of what she says. Has anybody seen a couple of the women are like this? Mm. Gary walks in. (laughs) I mean, it's like somebody electrocuted them. I mean, no, seriously, have you not noticed it? It's like like the three faces of Eve. I mean... Come up with this. This morning, we decided we needed to form a group. We finally figured out that we could have Askin, A for April, S for Susan, K for Kathy, and for Nancy, Askin. And our motto is, you're Askin, we're telling. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. It's great. It's absolutely like this just brought joy to to my soul. And it's interesting to see the ladies, especially Kathy and April, who didn't necessarily connect in the first few episodes, have now found this little friendship. Um, And they're just, you know, they're gossip gals. They're like, they're, again, golden girls. (laughs) Golden girls. And Nancy was the odd woman out to me. I was like, Nancy, sweet, calm, poised. Nancy has joined the salty chicks and I'm loving it. I I'm love really it. I'm really loving I love, it. You know what? I I applaud Nancy. I feel like she's she stays quiet, but she's like, I'm here for this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also just like the idea that like we don't have to portray these women as if they are like perfect and sweet all the time and never have conflict and never dislike anyone. Like they're human beings. They're gonna get annoyed with each other. I don't want to see them being cruel to each other, but this feels like just normal people getting annoyed when they're living in close quarters with a lot of other people. I so agree with that. I so agree with that. And and Lee, did you think I loved it when Kathy said she admitted openly, she said, you know, I'm I'm a little jealous because Teresa's clothes, five of her shirts is like one of my pairs of underwear or something. Yeah. Like oh my God, yeah. I know. They, they really, they knock on Teresa's tiny, sh- yeah, tiny shirts and tiny body. And I'm like, I don't think she can help it. I think that's just her <laughs> physique. But I get it. You know, listen, I'm like a five foot 10 girl. I was, Ooh. you know, I had my days where I was a little, you know, heavier than some of the girls around me. I know the feeling of when you're like, how does she fit into that? Yeah. But it's not her fault. Teresa, she's just, she's a petite princess. That's, that's. She really is. She really is. But Kathy did it in a good hearted way in the sense that she didn't say, oh, isn't it ridiculous how small she is? She must be starving herself. She said, I admit it. I'm jealous. She just put it out there. It was a a human, a human moment, even though it's always makes me feel a little like when anyone talks about anyone's body. Yeah. Um, But she, yeah, it was human. It was a human moment. (laughs) After this conversation, Jesse comes in and tells the ladies that this week there will be a romantic one-on-one date and a group date. I want to note here that 
he does not bring in any date cards <laughs> this episode. <laughs> oh. Because I feel like they all got too confused last by week. what the protocol was. <laughs> and they were like, Jesse, just can you just go tell yeah. just can you Tell just verbally, yeah, just verbally yeah. express what's happening this week? We don't need to read the, this note. <laughs> and he's like, this group date will involve all of you. He wants to see all of you. And Leslie says, that's my man. And then says, and that's your man, and your man, and your man, yeah. and your man. They're really starting to harp on up. But also, I loved... That Gary included everyone, even the person who is going to get the one-on-one this week. They all get to go on the group date. I think it's great because yeah. there's not that many of them left. Exactly. And so for something like a talent show, oh. which is what we learn that they will be doing, you need you need a you need, sizable yeah. group. <laughs> You need a few ladies. You need a, at least a dozen. And that's what that's what we got. Exactly. <laughs> there do. are also like two types of people in this world. There are the Leslies who are ecstatic when they hear that they're going to be performing. Mm-hmm. And then there are the Jones who <laughs> begin to panic. Huh. Uh, frankly, I do relate to Joan. Just like sheer like... I, what am I going to do? I have no skills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any talents, she said. No, no. But she does. I, we find out she does, she does. But I get it. You know, I... I related to her in this moment. I, I would have like, been I, like Leslie, like, let's do it. I love a good talent show. Oh, Lee, I would have been <laughs> torn between act, a monologue, a ballad, or a dance. Or I a love that for you guys. <laughs> But Emma, I feel like when you're not comfortable on stage, especially when you've like, you know who you are at this point, these ladies, you know, they're in their 60s and 70s. Like they, they, they know who they are. They know what they're good at, what they don't like to do. But I loved how Joan was like, you know what? I'm here to like spread my wings a little bit. Try something new. Be spontaneous. I'm going to go for it. They all handled this so well. Like, I think it is so human to be like, fuck, what am I going to (laughs) do? This is terrifying. I might embarrass myself. But then you just say, okay, I might embarrass myself and I'm going to move forward with it anyway. And all of them did. Like, only a couple of them are, you know, professional or semi-professional like musicians or dancers like that's not most of these women and yet they all managed to really come up with a talent that was that was fun and because this is a 45 minute episode and not an hour and a half minute episode (laughs) hour and a half minute an hour and a half episode um we cut like right to the talent show yeah they're there they're in front of a giant live audience and there is an icon hosting this talent show. And it is Caitlin Bristow. Bristow. Mm, love her. Did you notice the excitement on like the handful of women's faces who have clearly watched, yeah, watched the, the show? show. I noticed yes. that. Some of them are like, and who is she? But I think it was, I can't Leslie. remember. It was Le- Leslie. Leslie and Teresa. Leslie's like, Caitlin is my girl. <laughs> Caitlin is my girl. You know, I've been watching since Alex Michelle. Um, just so you all know, I was pregnant with my second baby. You're dedicated. Yes. That's amazing. And Trista was my girl, but Caitlin is my number one bachelorette of all time. Adore her. She was going through a rough time. I think when she filmed this, we know, Mm -hmm. but she didn't bring any of that. She was, she was so good and red and so supportive and kind and funny. Loved her. 
I don't, she's a great host. Speaking of jealousy, too, I was envious of Kaylin. I would have loved to be at that show and watch all I these know. ladies perform. It actually looked so fun. So fun. I, like Susan, would have paid to watch this show. <laughs> it's such a sweet comp. Susan is really coming through as a mensch ass. Right? Yeah, she I really Susan. is. Isn't she? Mm-hmm. She's so kind and supportive and enthusiastic. I love all of them. That's the thing. I I get so sad every time anyone gets sent home because I love all of these women. But Caitlin tells them, she's like, I can sense that you're terrified. I am here for you. But also, the winner of the talent show is going to get a romantic one-on-one dinner with Gary tonight. So the stakes, the stakes are high. We're amped up now. We get to see a series of the women perform. And in between... They're all so supportive of each other. Oh, it's like, so as I said, Susan is pumping everyone oh. up. April's like, wow, we have skills. Like, <laughs> everyone's bringing it. Sandra Love starts her. us off. Love Sandra. She's like, I'm not a comedian, but I'm going to try to tell some jokes. And the punchline of her joke is, he married the one with big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has a whole spiel about money and who has who spent this and that. Someone and she goes, puts you know, it in the bank. Yeah. And- <laughs> the big-breasted woman. <laughs> she looked amazing. I mean, she had such moxie. She's, she's just gorgeous. Stru- she's stunning. I was like her. She's strutting around in her little black tank top and her white jeans. <laughs> she knows how to emphasize the right words. She knows how to pause. Love her. Love her. Yeah, she had great comedic timing. And Caitlin is clearly delighted. She's like, ooh, spicy, Sandra. (laughs) I love it. Oh, Sandra is spicy. She is. Susan does a little karate uh, and chops a piece of wood in half, like off Gary's body. This was very (laughs) impressive for me. When she gets it on the first try. Yeah. I thought it was my, my younger son is a karate guy. I wanted to see this full segment. <laughs> I hope they release this. It was extremely impressive. This is why we need two hours of Golden we will, Okay, please hear us. Powers that be. We need two hours. They zip I know, through these it. episodes. <laughs> yeah. We really do. Did we see Teresa? I don't think we saw Teresa's talent. No. We, yeah, we no. didn't see Edith we, or Christina, I think, either. We didn't see Christina. Yeah. No, you're right. We did see quite a few of them, yeah. though. We see Ellen who says her talent is teaching sex oh! ed to middle school students. Oh, I'm like, you're a fucking icon. <laughs> a clip of part of her performance. I want this side of the room to repeat after me. A hoo-ha is a vagina. A hoo-ha is a vagina. <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> You know what? I love that representation. Sex ed is extremely essential. And also teaching sex ed to middle school students makes you a hero. It really does. And it must be very, (laughs) it must be so enjoyable in some ways and very unenjoyable in others. Exactly. (laughs) And I did not, I thought she was just a pickleball captain. Who knew she taught sex ed? You know, she contains multitudes. She really does. Does. We see Faith singing an original Gary-themed song while playing guitar. Of course, she of course. is our singer-songwriter. Kathy does push-ups. She's I mean, really I knew something it. was coming because Kathy's arms are totally Ooh, no. yeah. yeah, you know she hits the gym or at least... <laughs> yeah, Kathy's pickleball. like out here doing <laughs> CrossFit or something. <laughs> <laughs> April does like a motivational speaker thing. I'm like, April could run a cult. That's my (laughs) position. 
I think she would be a, a really good, like, benign cult leader. A benign cult leader. Yes, the anti-Val. Um, yeah. Her, her Chiron red beatnik, which I thought was yes. interesting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and she says, like, women, get your asses up. And everyone's, like, cheering. Yeah. We have a clip of part of her motivational, inspirational speech. You will never, ever, ever regret being you. When I walked on that stage, those skills were alive and well, and so was I. I'm proud of it. We have power. We are love. There's no age. No. There's always Botox. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. Kayla <laughs> <laughs> loved so this. Gary loved it. It was great. I loved it. I am really like, I did not know how I was going to feel about April based on just her bio and photo at the beginning, but I am loving her. Oh, Emma, I'm exactly with you. I was, I was thinking, is she two housewives? Is she going to be narcissistic? And then she has been a delight. She is so kind, so funny, so empathetic, laughs at herself. And I need that motive. I'm going to play that every morning when I wake up. <laughs> yes. I know. I need right? it. I need it. I do. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. She can be my benign cult leader. <laughs> we, we also see Nancy like doing a trick where she catches uh, like a puff of whipped cream in her oh, mouth. Oh, that was too quick. That was so fleeting. I wanted more <laughs> of that. I, but yeah, it was cute. I saw it and I was like, wow, that is a talent. Nancy's adorable. Never seen that. I, I love her. I love Nancy. Love her. But now it's time for one of the main events because Leslie is ready to show off her (laughs) skills. She, of course, is a former professional dancer. And so she gets out there, boa on, and pulls Gary on stage with her and does like a very sexy freestyle dance, which ends with a hidden baked good. (laughs) And she says, I bake too. And kisses Gary on the mouth. It's it's excellent. It's really great. The other women are like sweating a bit. They're like, wow, she's They're got like, the she moves. She can dance. Yeah, she Teresa's got a little like, How too did she sexy. Learn that? I need to learn those moves. Teresa says, you might learn them, Teresa, but I don't think you could do them as well. I don't think you could do them as <laughs> yeah. well. Uh, Susan ooh. is like, she's very talented, but oh. it got a little dirty at the end. Maybe it was a little much. And Kathy much. is just slack jawed watching this performance. <laughs> Did you notice when they cut away to Kathy and she's just like, uh. yeah, she's shocked. I love Kathy's <laughs> facial expressions though. She it's like, so you can see all her feelings on her face whenever these women are doing something that she does not approve. You approve really of. can't. Yeah. Joan was not amused either. Yeah. Joan's face was kind of wow. But I love the way Susan. I love Leslie. I love, yeah. I lo- okay, let me say, uh, I don't know if you all know, I taught aerobics in New York City. Um, I danced and I'm a figure skating nut. And Leslie was also a professional figure skater before she was a dancer. Ooh. That's why she broke up with Prince, apparently. She went to Europe to skate in Holiday on Ice. I did, oh I did some research. That's amazing. I did some research. The knowledge. Yes. So I thought her aerobic skills were phenomenal. From one former aerobics teacher to, I mean, I could not do that today. And I'm 10 years younger than she is, so. I would love to take one of her classes. Oh, that's goals. That's goals. <laughs> We're going to Minnesota. Oh my God. Yeah, next time I visit my family in Minneapolis, I'm Ooh. looking Leslie up. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will discuss Joan's performance. 
And we are back. And Joan is up next. And she is terrified. I mean, no wonder. She just watched Leslie, like, do some high (laughs) kicks and grinds. She's like, I'm here to read a poem. (laughs) Uh, But Joan really, like, got me for, you know, she keeps... She keeps saying she's not like a singer or a dancer. She doesn't really have any performance skills. Uh, but she says, you know, I composed uh, a sweet poem for Gary. And she calls it, I just hope I don't vomit on your shoes. I think we have a clip. The limo finally came to a stop and they told me to get out. Really? Gary's that many steps away is all I could shout. A long tight dress and four inch high heels that already started to hurt. My only goal was to reach Gary without planting myself in the dirt. Now, each time I get the chance to talk with our sweet Gary, my hands shake a little less because he makes things not so scary. So, as I stand here today without a talent to expose, I recite this poem to you, Gary, because I really just want another rose. (laughs) I hope you can see that being on this stage could really give me the blues and that you'll give me some extra point for just not vomiting on your shoes. It's the music for me, too. They really turned it on when they... (laughs) She's reading with that sentimental music behind her. And it was just so authentic. It was just... She really spoke from the heart, you know? And it was was a pretty good poem. I mean, as a former poetry professor, I'm going to say that was pretty darn good. (laughs) I thought it was pretty good, too. Like, it's cute. She had good rhythm in delivering it. And the title was cheeky. The end of it really, like, struck that comedic timing. Yes, the rhymes were good. She killed it. She killed it. She killed it. And Gary feels like Joan was just talking to him. He's like, it feels like no one else is around. I know he had some tears in his eyes. Of course he did, because he's Gary Turner. He's Gary Turner, yeah, that's right. always... Like my my boyfriend was like walking in and out as I was rewatching the episode this morning. And he's like, that man is not a real person. (laughs) (laughs) You too. I have to I have to take a moment to call out how gorgeous he looked, especially on this date. In that mm. forest green button down. I, yeah, they had really, a few him really well. Yeah. A few he, buttons he, loose. I noticed great. that too. No, yeah. his Carrie Fetman is killing it. Killing with, it with his styling. With the styling this season. Great. So after the talent show, Leslie is feeling very confident that she's yeah. going to get the dinner date. But of course, Gary ultimately asks Joan to dinner. And Leslie tries to be gracious about it. She says, you know, I guess he was just looking for somebody that's not used to being in front of everybody. And she feels disappointed, but also she's happy for Joan, but also she's sad for herself. And also she's allowed. Yeah. Same thing as last (laughs) week when Natasha stole her costume. She's like, my feelings are valid. That's fine. My feelings are valid, but uh, I'm sad, but I'm happy for them, but I'm sad and I'm going to say I'm sad and that's fine. But she ultimately says she feels like nobody ever picks her. And she really thought she, like, had it in the bag on this date. And she wants people to know that she's not just sexy dancer. Not just sexy yeah. dancer. She has more to her. I see that unfolding with Leslie, too. Because even yeah. last week when Gary's like, oh, this, like, hard, you know, leathery exterior. Um, and she's you know, like, rock that's not really me. Yeah, it's not her. She's, again, she's like a molten cake, you know? 
So I, I like to see Leslie unfold each week. It's really nice. I, I have a feeling like next week or the week after, we're going to get a strong one-on-one mm-hmm. date. I agree. With Leslie. I agree. Yeah. When she said at the end of the day, no one ever picks me, I did, I did think to myself, you're going to the wrong parties because yeah. you should be picked <laughs> everywhere you go, amazing Leslie. Come on. You know what? It actually kind of made me wonder if they're setting her up to be the final one. It actually yeah. like that occurred oh. to me that it was like that would be a really good arc. Yes. Of mm. feeling like she's never picked and then she is. I at least think it means she's gonna go make far. It far. I agree. Or I maybe so agree. the golden bachelorette. You never know. Yeah. Or golden. Yes. I actually yes. think Leslie would be an amazing golden bachelorette. She I, would love I think that. she would. Yep. Yep. I would love to see her in that role. So Joan and Gary head off to their romantic dinner date. And Joan's like, I felt a glimmer of a connection when we, you know, discussed our, the fact that we've both been through the loss of our spouses. But they haven't really talked about much more. So this is kind of a test. And they sit down to have dinner in what looks like a high-end antique shop <laughs> slash home goods store? Like, what? what what's they're happening? Very, like, in, they're very happy to be there. They're, they're like, like, wow, this we've is never been anywhere like this. I'm like, <laughs> where is this? Lee, <laughs> it, it looked like a strange set from some 80s television show set in a, I would say, a mid-level antique store, Emma. Yeah, yeah. no, I was being yeah. generous. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it's It was like a little country store, but yeah. clearly somewhere in you know, a, somewhere in like LA. I, I was like, what You're is happening? Or are they just, or are they just like on a set? Like, yeah. I, it looks sad it was like to me. There were weird tchotchkes poking around well, strange corners. Whether or not bad. it's a real store, they absolutely did some like set dressing yeah. to it, like yes. adding. They, it was very See, that would have been cool <laughs> if it was an actual like film set that they got to yes. like have dinner on, but they didn't give us any information. So we really, yeah, we don't know where this is, but they seem no, to be No, but it was very it. funny to me that they're like, wow, what me a too, gift. Me yeah. too. I'm like, Who's what? ever gotten to eat here? No one. How lucky are we? Uh, but they have a really nice dinner. Gary tells Joan that he finds it very attractive when someone puts themselves out there like he saw her do during the talent show. And Joan takes this compliment on board and is like, okay, but Gary, you're very handsome. Like, what's your dating history? Yeah, she just like swings it back. She's like, let's talk about your dating life. I was and grateful that's a to fair, her. Yeah. Fair question. Oh, like, I wanted he, to know. Yeah. It's been six years. He is very handsome. We have heard rumblings on the internet that he has definitely been in relationships oh. since the loss of his wife. I have heard that. Mm. Uh, but this is what Gary says. We have a clip. After about a year's time after Tony passed away, I thought, okay, everybody says a, a year is the magic yeah, number. And, and you, you get out there and you get going. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I served my year. It's I time to go okay, to work. It's time. It doesn't work like that, does no, it? No, it didn't it, at all. It, re- it just doesn't. No. Oh, that's so This hard. was a really beautiful conversation. Yeah, and as we remember last week, you know, Joan is only about a little over two years since the death of her husband. And we were kind of wondering if she was still in that like guilt grief stage. Um, But she says she feels ready now. Like this feels like her time and she needs to prioritize herself, Um, which I loved. She was talking about, you know, I do everything for my kids and my family. And I realized like, you know, I have to do 
something for me. Like I need to be selfish in this moment. Lee, I so identified with that. I mean, I, you know, I got, I'm divorced. I have two boys, 20 and 24. I had many years where I was like, I can't date. I need to focus on them. My kids have special needs, right? And I, I just so empathized with Joan and I loved how transparent she was about that. But I have to say, I wanted more from Gary about his dating history. Yeah, he kind of yeah. he kind of evaded the question. He did. He, he evaded did. it. I was like, <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about the fact that he's definitely yep. dated, yep. which is fine. Like fine. he doesn't have to have been sitting on his hands only exclusively crying over Tony exactly. for six years straight and and never exploring other relationships. Like that's seems ridiculous. Yes. Um and he can still be in pain over that loss and also have been trying, you know, to find a new relationship. Like, yeah. these things can yep. all be happening but at the same time. But we need to know, like, how long were these relationships? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am very curious. But G- Gary, Gary <laughs> evades it. Um, and, yeah, this is also where we learn that Joan almost didn't come on the show at all because her daughter had a baby by C-section just 15 days ago mm-hmm. and it was a very rough delivery and she made the decision like I'm I'm going to still do this for myself because I don't want to let this opportunity pass by and Gary is very moved by everything that she says about that like need to center herself and do things for herself and he insists on holding her hand as oh, she finishes her story. No. <laughs> I need a little handhold on this, he said. <laughs> He's so cheesy. <laughs> I feel for Joan, too. Because, listen, Me too. I've had two babies now. My mom was in the delivery room with one of them and then helping me when I had my second daughter. And I don't know what I would have done without my mom. So Holy. I get like it's a big step for her to leave and focus on herself. And then I started to feel guilty about my own like need for my mother. Oh. And I'm like, oh, oh. I, I mean, my mom jumps at the opportunity to be with her. Yeah. grandkids. <laughs> but I'm like, if my mom and dad weren't together and my mom wanted to go on the Golden Bachelor <laughs> and I just had a baby, would I have, you know, made her life a living hell by being like, you can't leave me. <laughs> See, Lee, I was that woman who the nurse comes in and says, your mother has arrived at the hospital. And I said, Send her to her hotel, please. (laughs) (laughs) But then she came and played with the baby and it was all good. But I was thinking about that too, just, I mean, because her daughter's father has died, right? We have to remember that her kids have also lost their father. And recent. Like two years is very recent to lose your parents. Yeah. Yes. No, very, very recent. So I, I really felt for Joan in this moment. Gary cheers offers a toast to Joan and says that he's as excited to be spending time with her as he's ever been with anyone. They cheers to a future. And Gary seems really confident that this could lead to a real connection. So, of course, he offers her the rose. I love it. And Joan is also touched by this interaction. She's like, I I feel like I'm one step closer to somebody that I could actually have a future with. Yeah. And it... Uh it seems so significant for her. Like it, it does seem like this is the first time she's had that spark, that like fluttery, like excitement about Mm -hmm. a person. And I wonder, it felt to me like she maybe thought that she wasn't going to ever be able to have 
that, that again. kind of yeah. excitement again after a loss. And that was really cool to witness. I agree. I felt that way too. I loved it when he said he asked her if she would accept the rose and she said, do you even need to ask? Yeah. <laughs> of course. And I was like, well, on this show, yes, on this does. show, you do. Yeah, they yeah. do. They, knew, they do need to ask in the they contract. <laughs> but I, just when we, uh, I really like Joan and Gary. I, I was like, love Joan and Gary. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to root for them now. I'm really yep. into this dynamic. And then the next morning, Joan uh. is on the phone with her daughter choking up. And it seems like she got a text and her daughter, who is, again, postpartum and having a really hard time, um, you know, wants her mom to come home. And she says, even if everything went right, you need your mom. My family will always be first. Once you become a mom, you're always a mom. Oh, I felt that oh. so deeply. I really oh, did. Oh, as the mother of semi-adult children, I felt that so deeply. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was really sweet. And Joan heads into the living room and the other women are like, where have you been? We're so excited to see you. They're, it's clearly morning. They're all kind of in pajamas. But quickly they realize that there's some sort of bad news. Mm -hmm. And Joan starts crying and she tells them like, I have to leave. My family needs me. And all of the other women start oh, crying too. There's such an empathy among this group. Like Susan says, oh, my heart is breaking because I know how much Joan wanted to be here and she just got the rose. Mm -hmm. And Joan says that she hopes one of the rest of them finds love with Gary because he's a really amazing guy. Oh. It's just, there's so much generosity in these interactions and I, oh, much I love it. But I'm sure when they know, so yeah, a lot about each other. Like I'm sure Joan has spoken to them about the situation and how tough it's been and yeah. Exactly. Susan explained, she, Susan, it was just, oh, killing me in this scene. Her eyes bring me with tears. She reaches her hands out and she says, you just had a connection. I know. I know. And I was screaming the same thing at my television. And it's and really, it. it's really sweet because in, uh, on like normal seasons, you might see a cohort of people who are like, well, one less person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and that was none of that energy mm -hmm. in, yep. in this. Speaking of As energy, yeah, Gary is like giddy. Oh. He's giddy on the car ride over. He's dancing. Oh my God. He, he <laughs> looks Thank so God he wasn't sweet. driving this time. He was in the back seat so he could move around. He could dance. He was buoyant. He was expressive. Yeah, he, no I one just, is letting, no, yeah, let, no. let Gary be driven around. Okay. He yeah. Please. Never driving Ooh. again, please. Never. At least again. not in California. <laughs> <laughs> no. But then as soon as he gets to the mansion, he sees Joan and he's confused. I think at first he's like, oh, she wants to chat with me about our date last night. And then he soon realizes like, oh, no, this is this is something serious. She tells Gary that last night was one of the best nights of her life. And the first time that she could really envision a life with somebody else other than her late husband. Um, and she felt like it healed her heart a lot to, you know, go on that date with Gary and be dating Gary. And then she mentions the text from her daughter and that she needs to go home and be a mom. And Gary, like, immediately starts tearing up. And you could tell, you know, he also has a family at home. And family's a big priority for a lot of the people on The Golden Bachelor. Like, it's, you know, it's not like you're 24 and you could just leave and, like, you know, maybe take a, a hiatus from your job. These people have real responsibilities at home. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, real responsibilities, which I think often, you know, it's interesting. I love the representation of 
the lifelong commitments of parenting, right? Because there's so much, uh, I, on the, when I've dated, I've had men say to me, oh, thank God your kids are grown. You don't have to worry about them anymore. You don't have to deal with them. You're free to only be with me. She was modeling for us Mm -hmm. how parenting, the responsibilities and the joys and the blessings of parenting continue Mm -hmm. just in new forms. And I love that. And I loved how much he respected her commitment to her kids. Oh, that's such a good point, Priscilla. Yeah, so, I love that. I'm going to tear up so, now. Just I know, <laughs> I know. I think about it a lot. Also, this week in the news and everything, it's been a, a very emotional time for everyone. But I've really just been dwelling on, you know, being a parent and the love you have for your children and the sacrifice and all of that. So, yeah, this episode hit me hard in, in these moments, for sure. Yep. But Gary is ultimately understanding they both are disappointed, but recognize that she's doing the right thing. They warmly embrace and they kiss as they part. And Joan says, I met a pretty incredible man. I want him to be happy. During her limo exit, she articulates what this process has been like. And we have a clip because I feel like this, what she says is very important. My heart maybe got a little fix from Gary. He helped. He's helped with the journey. Because as you get older, you become more invisible. People don't see you anymore. Like, you're not as significant as when you're young. This moment, like, broke me. It made me so sad. And it's something that we know to be true, that as a culture, I think especially for older women... Um, we kind of demand, go away, step into the shadows. Like, we don't want to hear your stories. We don't want to see you. In the same yep. way that when you are a young woman, you are told that you, like, your whole worth is in your visibility and mm-hmm. desirability. Exactly. <sighs> and, I, and I thought having it articulated by someone so dignified, with such integrity and such poise, and such a good heart, it just landed so powerfully. Look at that woman sitting in the back. And, and she's going home to tend to her family, to be with her family. And she's so worthy and so beautiful in every way. And it's just like, I, I had tears. Like, yeah. I was worried my keyboard was going to malfunction. This is exactly why, though, oh. there's so many viewers for the show because we're putting these, like, women in a spotlight. Like, they're exactly. getting their chance to share their stories. Exactly. And, like, show their talents for us. Like all of this stuff is so beautiful. And that's why people are, you know, the show is resonating for people. Yeah, I I completely agree. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will talk about the rest of this episode. Can you keep up? I like love it. And we are back. And we're also back at the mansion where designer Michael Costello shows up and Edith. <laughs> Edith is a real fangirl. Which if she is a fangirl, I am too, because Edith always looks good. Oh, Lee, I immediately Google. I never heard of Michael Costello. I Googled him and I have bookmarked 
to go look at his dresses yes. because of Ian. <laughs> Gorgeous. They they are really beautiful. So mm-hmm. he is there, he tells them, to dress a very special lady, the lady who will be going on the romantic one-on-one date. And it is Ellen. Oh, yay, Ellen oh. gets the fairy tale date of the season. There's always yeah, one the, of these. the princess yes. date, the pretty woman <laughs> date. We call it, yes. yeah. But it is the you get pampered date. And I will say, it feels really different to me when yeah. it is a 71-year-old woman getting this treatment versus like a 25-year-old influencer. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I it just it just it feels different. It feels less like I'm just going to throw a bunch of material goods your way so that you can parade them through the house and make other women, women jealous, jealous that they didn't get it. Get those things and this felt more like within what Joan was saying of like, Ellen, you get to be seen. You get to be treated like someone who deserves to Mm -hmm. feel beautiful and look beautiful and try on beautiful things and like have that time and space dedicated to you. Emma, I so agree with you on that. Even the way they edited it and shot it, they did, there was no shot as there typically is of the princess laden with shopping bags, yes. right? Walking through and people looking cattily. Oh, you got that? Oh, you got that? Nothing like that. It was just, let me help you pick the dress that you feel most beautiful in. Yes. And have this night dead. And when he gave her the earrings, which we'll get to, I mean, I just lost it. I lost it. I also I too, like she got to try the dresses on without Gary, like having to be in the room and watching her oh come out of the dressing oh, wait, room. Yes. Wait, that's such a good point. Like, on yes. most of these dates, it's like, it's like men dressing up their little exactly. dolls, doing a yes. twirl for them. Yes. Oh my God. I, that I didn't even note that at point. the time. And that is such yeah, a good point. Yeah, she clearly point, got to pick the dress that she wanted to wear instead of like we've seen in the past where the bachelor's like, oh yeah, you look good in that one. Wear that one tonight. No, it was like for her. It was just a moment for her to like, when does she ever get to really put on a beautiful gown like this? You know, maybe at yes. your son or daughter's wedding or things like that. But, you know, they don't, you know, these ladies don't get to dress up anymore and it's fun to have this moment to yourself and yes to pick a dress that you like and not the guy you're dating likes (laughs) yes she she tries she looks fabulous in every gown she tries on but she settles ultimately on a strapless like boned corseted hot pink number it's almost like that like valentino pink Mm. with a giant Mm. bow on the hip and a sexy slit it just it's (laughs) gorgeous it's so it looks so good on her. Mm-hmm. I 100% would wear this gown. I loved it. Yeah, I loved all. She looked great in everyone. She really did. She really did. And can we just take a moment to celebrate Michael Costello's fabulous, fun energy? Yeah. I loved him. Yeah, he, he was great. He was great. Bring him back, yes, please. He's please. really fun. Uh, of course, Teresa, we're getting a little glimpse. She's having a hard time. Oh seeing mm-hmm. Gary go off on a date with someone else, especially because she was the last one to have a one-on-one. And it's sinking in that like, yes, this isn't the Gary and Teresa show. There are other ladies who are going to still get to go on one-on-ones. And As that's we like, know, you know, it, it is it is hard to get the yes, first impression, yes, Rose, for so that hard. reason. And it is hard to get the first date for that reason. So Gary and Ellen head off for their date. And we get the sense that Gary really enjoys Ellen, but he isn't sure if there's romance there. Mm-hmm. You know, he says... I can be the most myself with Ellen, but I'm looking for whether we can have a romantic connection. The first part of their date is 
like they sit down on a comfy bench that's just been set up with like a mountain view behind them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like one of those random where like the bachelor interns have just set up a little, a little vignette, um, for them to sit and chat. And Ellen asks Gary about his wedding day. And he's like, I barely remember it. It was 50 years ago. <laughs> Which honestly, he was I'm honest. I'm not, exactly. But there he was a typical guy. He's not just superhero Gary. He revealed his typical guyness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember? She was like, what are you talking about? You don't remember. <laughs> and he's like, well, like we were just really broke. We didn't even have a honeymoon. We had so little money that we used to invite our parents over <laughs> for visits because we knew they'd bring groceries. <laughs> That, I identify with that. Flashback I, to graduate school. Yeah. I mean, I also, like, he and Tony got together when they were very young. So young. Like, they got, and they clearly got married when they were very young. So they were really just establishing yeah. Yeah. themselves as adults at all exactly. at the beginning of their marriage. <laughs> and then we learned Ellen was married, too, which I have always been like, was she married? Was she not married? I know she's been single for a little bit. But yeah, she uh, is divorced. She met her husband at a camp in the Catskills when they were 10 years old. (laughs) I died at this. I was like, I have been wondering, guys, in the back of my head this whole time, is Ellen Jewish? Her best friend's name was Roberta. That was the point. But she lives in Florida and she's blonde. But also... She's in Del Rey. There's a lot of Jews and she has a New York accent. So I was like, this is, I was like gathering information. And what sealed my (laughs) assumption that she is Jewish was camp and Catskills. She met her husband at a summer camp in the Catskills. I was like, okay, you you were in the borscht belt. Like I already know. I I feel it, feel it in my bones. Um, If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I feel confident. Emma, I, oh, oh, this New York Jew says, (laughs) yeah, you're right. right. And and I got to say, when I heard her at the Catskills Camp at 10, I had a weird flashback to a, a 10-year-old Ellen being lifted up in a dirty dancing type move. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that, that, yes. Oh, never put Ellen in a corner. Never put Ellen in a corner. Never. No. But she says her relationship with her ex-husband lasted for 25 years. And this is when Gary says he feels like he can really let his guard down with Ellen. And he presents her with a gift of diamond earrings and she is so overcome she's like i i've never gotten a gift like this uh, of course from neil uh, lane you know this obviously is the who is the, i mean you think I they would get the diamonds <laughs> anywhere else they didn't linger long enough everyone no. i missed the neil lane close-up it was neil lane okay i just want to say one thing about um ellen and her divorce because lee you said divorce the D word was not spoken. It was not. That was and I my it was assumption. Oh, that was my yeah. assumption. But it's it slightly, I, I was glad that they, and she said, uh, you know, I met him when I was 10. That was the rest, um, and the rest of a long and good relationship that lasted 25 years. And Gary goes, that's pretty sweet. That's what he said. And it was sort of, I, I liked it that they were modeling that a marriage that ends in divorce is not a failure. Yeah. And yes. that you can celebrate um, a good connection with someone and you can be loving and speak positively about an ex-husband, right? That was great. I did want the D word to be mentioned though. It felt like they were skirting around it. Yeah, yeah that's they a were, good point yeah. because because they've been so open about the women who have experienced the loss exactly, of a spouse. Exactly, Emma. 
Yep. And so it it feels like they should have been precise with what the history is here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yes. not shy away from it. Like, of course, some of these women were divorced. Yes. Yes. That's makes sense and yes. is normal and yes. common. And like, yeah, I, I think what you you said is very important. The the fact that just because a relationship ends doesn't make it a failure and that like you can have seasons of life and that is that is beautiful. Yes. <sighs> but that was my assumption with Ellen. I assumed that she slept yeah. from her yes, husband. Mm-hmm. So after this, they go for a hot <laughs> air balloon ride, which is, we discover that's why they're just like in the middle of a field uh, <laughs> because they are getting on a hot air balloon in formal wear, which that seems awesome. So romantic. I, I, I would love, love this, this date. date, right? Oh, it's so, and like the color, it was like sunset and everything was, was like beautiful. tonally beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, hot air balloon is the ultimate romantic date. Tell your partners, you two. I was, I was taken up in a hot air balloon on a date. Once. Were you? And it was, but I have to say doing it in formal wear, it's hard to get into the <laughs> balloon. Yeah. I don't know. No, I felt I'm sure. That. I'm sure they it was it was difficult, but it lo- it looked beautiful. Like for a photo or a filming op, it was a gorgeous thing. I my partner and I almost went uh, like we considered doing a hot air balloon ride in, when we were in New Mexico, but he's like afraid of heights, so I don't know. Oh, that maybe would he would like it. <laughs> Emma, you know what? The guy who took me up in the balloon the whole time he was green. <laughs> it was romantic for me, not for him. So. Yeah. <laughs> Find one, another romantic date yeah. night option one, with One sided romance. I'll go up with my girlfriends. Yes. That's, yes. Sounds fun. And be like, honey, it's time to go on a hot <laughs> air balloon. Hello. I think he's upstairs. <laughs> uh, when they're up there, Gary offers Ellen the rose. He says, every minute of every day is a gift. And there's just something about her personality that pulls me in. She could be the one that I spend the rest of my life with. Oh, And then we see Gary's game come out a little bit. We have a clip. Have you ever what? been kissed at 100 feet? No, but I'd love to be. He leans in to kiss me, and I felt my knees buckle. There's a fire in that balloon. That's what I felt. Spark is not even close. There's a fire Ooh. in that balloon. Ellen. Like, the hot air is really steamy up there in that balloon. Yeah. <laughs> I love that I love, for Ellen. I love I love the way she said, but I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. It's so cute. Just the way she speaks. I just love her. Like my knees. I buckled. love her. <laughs> we love her so much. Love her. I'm rooting oh. for Ellen and Gary. But I'm rooting for I them am- all. So here we go. Yeah, again. that's the it's problem. Like, it's yeah. impossible. You're like, who do I I root I'm rooting for Gary to marry everyone. Yeah. That only seems fair. So back at the mansion, the ladies are getting ready for the cocktail party rose ceremony. But Lee, you caught something very important. That the timeline here is a little messy. And you know, the (laughs) only reason I noticed it is because how can you forget Susan's white fringe dress? Uh, And when they're getting ready in the bathroom, Susan's wearing that dress. And then I noticed... In the kitchen, I noticed April's little cute bubble dress from last week. So it seems like they're just using some footage that they took at Gary's birthday party when Teresa first was talking to Kathy. Yeah, I get it. They're trying trying to 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 show the the lead up and they didn't have room in last week's episode. So they're putting it all into this episode. They probably should have put like last week or something or done. Yeah, I don't know. they, They tend to be allergic to that. They've done. They've started doing flashback footage more 
on Bachelor, but like I've always said this is a cue they could take from Bravo that mm-hmm. it's okay to just flash back to footage and it's oh, kind of nice exactly. to make it clear. Yeah. 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 Um, but we do get these these little clips that that show the origin of why Kathy becomes quite annoyed at Teresa because Teresa cannot stop talking about how amazing her connection is with Gary. I want to say, I don't think Teresa was doing this to be mean. I think it was like a, she didn't read the room situation. I think she's just excited. (laughs) She's She's like, you know, it feels like she's talking to her girlfriends as you would normally do when you're dating someone, but except these girlfriends are dating the same guy. So it's just like, you know, like Kathy says, intuition, like, this yeah, maybe you know, sense the room. This is not the place for it. But again, yeah, like, tone it down a little. Tone it down a little. Like when she when she started and she said it was so amazing, and he was saying this, and I was doing that. I thought this is talk dishing with your girlfriends, filling them in. But Kathy is giving her a gimlet eyed stare. <laughs> She's like, please. Now she didn't Stop. um to make mm-hmm. a love is blind analogy. You know, Aaliyah did say, I don't want to know. Right, when Lydia was going on and on about mm-hmm. Uche. And I think Lydia did have some malevolent intentions there. I didn't think Teresa had any meaning. No. I think yeah. Teresa was just running her mouth and excited. I and she actually, was unaware. Yeah, I think she was unaware. Remember later on, Kathy says, I don't know if Teresa is dumb as a rock or knows exactly what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And I would, er- let's erase dumb as a rock and say unaware and not reading the room. Yes. Yes, uh, that is my read on it as well well. But Kathy is just, Kathy's getting annoyed. And we have a clip of some of what Teresa says. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. We didn't stop talking. We were smiling the whole time. Um, He was talking about the future. When you put any group of people together and people start saying things, it's almost like they can't help themselves. And you start seeing people doing things that maybe aren't, as my mother would have said, best quorum. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the truth. Like, that is a true statement. I yes. think what happens is Kathy sort of maybe takes that in too much and then starts treating it as people are insulting her. Or, like a personal yeah. slight t- towards her. Exactly. Unless there's something we really missed. Because, yes, I think her first read on it is the correct one. We get more footage of Teresa still telling Kathy about how she and Gary are going to go travel. And she said, yeah, let's just go. Let's do it. And Kathy is just starting to feel like Teresa thinks she's got it in the bag and it is stressing her out. Mm -hmm. And it's clear that Kathy is also just stressed out about the fact that they're coming up on a cocktail party and a rose ceremony. She doesn't know how many women are going home and she really doesn't want to be one of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love that she stands with Leslie and Teresa and tells them, when you two get a rose tonight, if I don't, I'm taking it because possession is nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> Gary, I'm staying. She always has like a quip, you know? She's, she's very, so funny. She's very this is, funny. And this is why I can't even be that mad at Kathy, even though I disagree with some of what she ultimately does because she's yeah. so so funny. <laughs> so funny. So funny. And, you know, it's interesting, though, Lee, your, your timeline catch um, that makes me feel even less upset about what Teresa did if it was actually earlier, if it was closer in time to the date that mm-hmm. she went on Good with morning. Gary, right? Whereas if she's still nattering on about it days later in an attempt to intimidate another person, that's very different than 
fresh from the date yeah. sharing. Unless it has been going on and it's like Kathy is her blood is boiling. Like this has been days of just yeah. boasting, as they yeah. as they said. Boasting. <laughs> but yeah, we don't see any more moments of that. No. So yeah, the it's timeline's just, tricky, but I guess Kat, you know, the more Kathy sits with something, I feel like she just she's stewing on yes, it. That's what's happening. She's stewing on it and she's starting to blow it a little bit out of proportion and she's starting yeah. to take it more and more personally. She's like exactly. deciding that Teresa's eyes were telling her that she doesn't <laughs> yes. have a chance. And I was like, I don't, you're reading a little too far into just some unself-aware comments, mm-hmm. but it's getting to her. She's sitting with Nancy, April, Edith, Christina, Sandra, and Teresa, and Kathy begins to cry and has to excuse herself. And Edith tells the camera, she seems <laughs> confused. She's <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I guess Kathy's upset about something Teresa said, but Edith correctly identifies that the real culprit is just jealousy. Yes. It is some natural tension <laughs> that is coming up because they are all dating one man. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Edith, for clearing me. Oh, I want more <laughs> Edith on my screen. Oh, no. I know. I'm so upset that so we're not going to get to see her anymore. So yes, as they're sitting on the couches awaiting Gary's arrival to the you know, cocktail party. Teresa tells the other women that tonight is the night that Gary is going to have to make the hard decisions because it's getting serious. And she says, quote, it's really important to have that FaceTime and connect. And all of a sudden, April, uh, something clicked in April because she chimes in and says, you know, yeah. And if there happens to be like an intimate moment between you and Gary or anyone and Gary, they should handle it with dignity and respect for him and yourself. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was okay. like, oh, wait, what is happening here? And you could tell Teresa, she's looking at Teresa when she's saying this. And Teresa automatically sort of feels like, are they? She are picks people, up on yeah, it. Talking she about knows me? it's about her. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, April is showing up for her click. Mm-hmm. She's asking. asking. She's asking. <laughs> she's asking. <laughs> You know what? I, it, I had a weird moment, though, you two, where she said, keep your mouth shut. I thought, is she, dignity and respect, prefacing with dignity yeah. and respect. I thought, is she saying no French kissing? Yeah. Oh. Like, I didn't get that. And then I thought, oh, no, no, this is directed at Teresa. Mm-hmm. But it's roundabout. It's passive aggressive. And I didn't like that. Yeah. I yeah. wanted her to call her out didn't. directly or speak to her directly. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't like it. Ah. <sighs> But just then, Gary walks in. All the women are drinking their white wine, (laughs) and Gary has in his hand, yet again, what appears to be a screwdriver or a tequila sunrise or just some straight-up OJ. (laughs) We still have not gotten an answer. Yeah, what does Gary drink? Yes, we know these women drink Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc and whatever other white variety of wine. But Gary, what okay. is that a screwdriver? What is that? I need Gary? to know. I need they need to tell us. Like, won't mimosa, someone like, answer <laughs> the important, important questions? Put he, the recipe on the internet. Yeah. yeah drop on. the cocktail recipe, Gary. Yes. <laughs> but he's drinking. He tells the women he's excited to talk, and they all cheers to their collective happiness. But Teresa is taken aback by April's comments, and she wants to approach April and like make sure that things between the two of them are good. Before we see that conversation, we see a conversation between Gary and Faith. Sweet Faith is still just like, hey, 
I got the first impression, Rose. I know. What's going on now? Do you still like me? (laughs) Yeah, she's so cute. And I think he does. He very much does. She, She talks about, you know, she loves to make spontaneous decisions and like, Go on, on romantic road walks yeah. and road trips. And he's into it. He's We learned he used to ride motorcycles. I know. Yes. He just dropped it. He's like, when I used to ride motorcycles. <laughs> Doesn't that explain? That, that explains why he was so excited when he saw her drive yes. up in a motorcycle. Oh, Emma. Yeah. I did not. He loved point. it. He was like, yeah. He's like, that's my gal. That's my although I'm worried about Faith, you two. I'm worried Me about too. her because that I don't think she's moment, gonna win. I don't think she's gonna win. She starts to, you know, taking the road trips and wandering around. Gary says, You're such a romantic. And she seems embarrassed and she says, I'm sappy. Uh, and he says, I did not think you were. And then she says, Is it so unappealing? Yeah, she's and that just rent my heart. I was like, he's into you. No, he's, he's into it. This. Yeah. No. He's liking it. Stop doubting yourself, sweet face. Again, it's the same <sighs> with the first impression, Rose, and that first it's a one-on-one. It's kind of a curse. They get, they really get in their head about like, wait, he likes yeah. me, but am I doing something wrong? Why isn't, he, does he still like me? And anything he says, she's going to take, exactly. you know, uh, poor Faith. And I really like her. They're definitely, I, I feel like she's going to stick around for a bit. I do wonder if she'll like self-eliminate if the pressure is too much or if, uh, you know, Gary just chooses someone else. But I really like Faith. She seems like a good friend, too, to all the the women. Which we'll get to with Teresa. I really mm-hmm. admired her for that. But I I think she'd also be a great Golden Bachelor. Yeah, I, I agree. I could see her as Golden Bachelorette for sure. Yeah. Golden Bachelor. I said Golden Bachelorette, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> so back to Teresa and April. Teresa... Oh asks April directly, like, were you talking about me? And April's basically like, yes, but it was actually about Kathy. Mm-hmm. And Teresa's just confused. She's like, okay, I guess I need to talk to Kathy. I thought we were good. And she tells the camera, this is crazy. I don't want to be a part of any of this. I know. I really, this is when I, she's unaware. She's just like, this is when I realized that she's not she really, malicious. Yeah, she's not, not doing it all. maliciously. And she doesn't no. want to be a part of any No, she just wants drama. to make nice with everyone. And yeah. I really, her distress over having made someone feel bad. And like, I really related to that because so I always I. just want to like squash things with people. Yeah. And I feel yeah. so guilty if I made someone feel some kind of way. And like, yep. it would have, that would have been very hard for me if I was in Teresa's yeah. position. But I do appreciate oh. her too. She like, she's the one that makes, the step to talk to the the women like she doesn't yes. just sit around and wait for them to come up to her like she actually is like I need to clear the air like I need to it's mature uh, yeah apologize and that yeah that's when we see the maturity of these ladies so even yeah. though there's drama they're handling it it's a very different okay. tenor yeah. of drama than we would see on <laughs> the normal bachelor so very Kathy different. Kathy sits down with Gary and she shows him a, an old picture of her and her father which was so sweet. She says she's about 30 in the photo. And she tears up saying like her dad taught her hard work and that being a good person is what matters. Oh, it's very, it's very lovely. And Gary gives her a hug. And she, this is when she tells him she's had a kind of rough 24 hours because there's been a lot of meanness Mm -hmm. pointed her way. She says people aren't necessarily very nice. Mm -hmm. And this really concerns Gary because he trusts Kathy. 
Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he sees her as like a reliable narrator and yep. as someone who gets along with most people. So he's he's upset. Yeah. And Kathy does not name names, which I was glad. Yeah. But yeah. she says there's been daggers pointed her way. What yeah. did you guys think about this? This whole situation, I'm like, wait, what is the meanness and the daggers? I don't I don't see any like direct insult to her. I see the fact no. that someone is talking about the person that she's also dating and that gets uncomfortable. But I don't I didn't get the whole like people aren't necessarily very nice because it seems like Please. Kathy is friends with everyone, even Teresa. I agree. So I so agree. I actually wrote down I've had a lot of meanness, I've had a lot of daggers pointed at me, and I wrote big X's through both of those sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on like my you page. didn't. You yeah. didn't. You didn't. No. You didn't. Like you had insensitivity around you. You're feeling insecure. That landed with you in a very hard way. I have so much empathy for that. But so people were I. not throwing daggers at her mm-hmm. unless there was something we really, really missed. But yes. Gary, Gary's very upset. He doesn't want to see Kathy feeling this way. And this was another big difference between what would happen on The Bachelor, mm-hmm. where The Bachelor would be like, you have to tell me the name. And then he would do this like fake investigation thing mm-hmm. where he would go talk to each of them and then be like, well, I don't know, maybe you're both going to be punished as a result and like throw up his hands. Yeah. And yes. that is not what happens here at all. Gary's like, I see someone who I like, who's having a hard time. I'm getting the rose. I'm giving her the rose. Mm-hmm. Um, because he feels like Kathy is trying to put his happiness above everything. And he really appreciates that. Yeah. Now that was a moment, one moment where I thought Gary actually misread the situation. I don't think it was Kathy putting his happiness. No, I think it was her happiness. I think it was her (laughs) happiness. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, So I worried a little bit about that. And she said, she said something else that was interesting. She said, what, as a kind of veiled warning, she said, what you initially see is not what is. I don't want you to make a mistake. She's trying to be like, I'm not going to say it's Teresa, (laughs) but it was Teresa. She's doing, look, Kathy is a skilled shit talker. She, she knows how to drop little breadcrumbs. And yeah, I think, um, Gary really reads a lot of selflessness into this, I know, but I, you know what? I need Kathy around because she gives such good commentary that I was fine to see her get a rose. I'm like, it's fine. Keep her around. She was fine to get a rose too, because she, she marches that rose back into the ladies. (laughs) Like the way she comes in her serious face and they all explode in screams and cheers. So clearly Kathy has friends. I don't see any daggers. I don't see any daggers. People like (laughs) Kathy. They're like, whoa, Kathy! (laughs) Oh. Uh, Except Teresa, who seemed very serious, but I'm sure maybe that was an edit, but she tells um, them, you know, she's had a bad day. She's very grateful for this rose. He really is a wonderful guy and he deserves the best. And Teresa goes... And so do you. And she's like, thanks for that. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate You're like, that. oh, Kathy hates her. This <laughs> Teresa's trying so hard, though. I she know. really is to be like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I know. So she asks Kathy to talk. And Kathy is just, she's ready to, to give Teresa a piece of her mind, but she's not really ready to offer her the forgiveness that Teresa is seeking. No. You know, Teresa tries to say, like, you know, I love you. I'm just, I'm surprised about what April said. She tells her what April said to her. And Kathy immediately is like, yes, I was talking about you. Like, to her credit, she's at least direct. Mm -hmm. She says, 
I get that you and Gary have a huge connection, but I, I feel like you've dismissed me. And with what you've said, it's made me feel like you think it's a foregone conclusion that you and Gary are end game. And part of me is like, Kathy, you should have just said this. Yeah. Beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. To Teresa. Yes. Like, because Teresa is clearly very distressed. She didn't realize she was doing this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Kathy's like, I don't, I'm not here for your tears. I'm not here for your explanations. <laughs> oh, like, oh, I was like, ooh, like she, oh. Teresa starts to cry and she goes, no, don't cry. <laughs> Lee, that really upset me. I was like, I was like, <gasps> she really, she said that in a very condescending, yeah. lecturing, I, was I did like, not oh, like no. that at all. I'm a no. Teresa in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's like, I. no, so look, when you, when you talk about your connection, it sounds possessive, territorial, and get the hell out of my way, he's mine. That's not a pretty picture, <laughs> Teresa. Oof. And Teresa's saying like, I, I was just trying to be open, but Kathy, again, she's, she's over it. She doesn't want to hear it. She says, what comes out of our mouths is our responsibility. We own it. Period. I'm done here. Yeah, which good, you know, good point. But also, Teresa was not trying. She made a mistake. Yeah, she, she was, was not trying to hurt you. She was not trying to hurt you, Kathy, with her with her daggery words. I can't get over the <laughs> daggers. It's just, I know, and I, I felt like like Kathy sort of oscillated between legitimate statements that resonated like you and Gary have a huge, huge connection. And it makes me feel this way versus at one point she said, Teresa, nope. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Like she talked to her in this really mean. And you're like, Jesus. Yeah, she had like a wow. little bit of a mean girl vibe. Yes. What yes. She, it was a little harsh. Were, yeah, her statements were correct. But the yeah. way she was like approaching It was Teresa, very unnecessarily yeah. harsh. Yeah. But Teresa sort of played into it. I didn't love Teresa's I was just being open and honest. Mm-hmm. Because you weren't just being open and like, You're that's like, like no, was, you, no were, you were excited. You were, you know, yeah. and that's, fine. that's, that's fine. fine. Just say, I, you know, I, that was not my intention. I'm so sorry I made you feel that way. And exactly. Stop and Kathy should say, thank you for your apology. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Let's yes. move forward. And, exactly. and it just, it doesn't happen that way. Susan, meanwhile, is like, I mean, we're all adults. They're going to clear the air. <laughs> yeah. We're not 20 somethings. <laughs> And you know who it is? It's Leslie. Leslie has the right idea here. I think we have a clip of what she says. I did not really expect the drama, but I'm sure that some people are very envious. Well, I don't want to hear about it. I just turned down my hearing aids. (laughs) Perfect. Leslie's just living, yeah, she's just living her best life. She's like, oh, I don't want to listen to this bullshit. She's like, no, thanks. I don't want to hear about this date. I don't want to hear this fight. Like, goodbye. Love it. Loved it. Even her tone of voice was kind of mellow. It's so good. Us, bringing us back down to earth. Yeah. yeah, I really I really enjoy Leslie. But Teresa is really shaken with her by her confrontation with Kathy. She goes upstairs and is just sobbing. <sighs> and Kathy goes back to the other women. She's like, I feel bad that Teresa's upset. I don't want anyone to be upset. But like... We had a conversation. Yeah. I can't do anything <laughs> yeah. about it. Faith, however, Faith Faith. goes up to check on Teresa, which is very sweet. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, she tells her that, like, um, I guess Teresa tells Faith that Kathy said she's been boastful. And Faith is like, you have not. Like, I have not heard anything like that. Like, I don't understand. She's She's um, her character witness. She says, I was in the same room and I didn't hear anything like that. 
we all need a faith in our lives. And I she know. said and that faith- she was misunderstood. And that is the truth. Like, I, there's there was no, no evil, evil intent. intent. Yeah. Yes, and Lee. there wasn't. And there, there was, wasn't. There wasn't. No. Uh, all of a sudden, Gary walks in. He's clearly been tipped <laughs> oh, off by the production. The producers are like, <laughs> someone is crying upstairs. Yeah, they're like, why are you upstairs? This never happens. You shouldn't be in this bedroom. Um, but he's like, okay, why? Teresa, what's going on? Why are you crying? And she tells him, some of the women think that I've been boasting about our connection. And Gary immediately is like, oh, shit. Kathy was talking about Teresa. Hmm. And this surprises him because it doesn't really jive with his version of who Teresa is. He's like, I found her to be very tenderhearted, mm-hmm. which I think, I think she is. I think she is. I think she is. Yeah. But you know, Emma, when she, when he asks her what's going on, she actually doesn't say some people think I've been posting. She says everyone. She, she yeah. says everyone. And I'm like, what about faith? And I thought you're not, you're not representing this correctly to him. No. You're, no. you're actually like making, it, making it bigger. Making yeah. it worse. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like he heard from Kathy first. So anything Teresa's telling him, he's now kind of spinning it with like, oh, she was the one that maybe like hurt Kathy's Made feelings. Made her feel so bad. Yeah. yeah. And now Teresa's like, they all think I'm Everybody. being boastful, which is not the case. Yeah. So yeah, not I was case. like, stop talking, Teresa. I know. <laughs> Please. I was like, Faith, run back in there. Stand up for your friend. We need your voice. Oh no, Faith got um, right out of there. She was like, okay, Gary's yeah, here, bye. Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he tells her, take a deep breath. Like if in her heart, she doesn't believe that she was being boastful or doing something to hurt anyone, then let it go. And I'm like, there's mature Gary right there. He's just like, you can't harp on these things. Like if you know your truth, just try to let it go. And And he's like, you know what? I'm going to leave now. <laughs> just kind of leaves her there. Uh, But yeah, he's a little upset. He wasn't, he he thinks a disturbance, as he says, like this, could really be like a stumbling block for them. And I'm like, he's so confused about what's happening. I know. But also, we know he really likes Teresa. So I was like, she's going to get the punishment final rose, which is exactly what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Kathy is like, look, I don't know how tonight's going to turn out. But what I do know is that Teresa is not Mrs. Turner yet. (laughs) She's not her yet. Yet. (laughs) Yet. At the rose ceremony, the mood is so stressful, says April. (laughs) Everyone's freaking out. Teresa's very anxious. Gary, for the first time, is like, there have been highs and lows this week. Mm -hmm. But he says, we all need to keep hope going. Don't stop believing, you know? Don't. You don't. (laughs) Stop <laughs> believing. Huh. At this point, going into the rose ceremony, both Ellen and Kathy already have roses. So the other roses go to Faith, Sandra, Leslie, Nancy, Susan, April, and Teresa. Edith and oh. Christina are oh. now going home. And we barely saw Christina this episode, so I that know. is not surprising. But like Woodstock and Beatles, but Christina, and gorgeous, stunning exactly. Edith. There, it's just, you can't win. Like, I would be so mad if any of them went home. I know. There are now only nine women left. Oh, which is goodness. insane, right? When I wrote that, I was like, nine. Insane. Edith's farewell and her dress, that mm-hmm. copper-colored satin. She is so well-dressed. Oh. Like, drop the links, Edith. Drop everything. About- <laughs> I want to be you. I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Teresa, of course, <sighs> is very excited to be staying and continuing her journey with not just Gary, but with the women. She's going to, you know. Oh, yeah, she said that. That, that yeah, kind of made make my heart hurt. Yeah. And she, then she and just. <laughs> yeah, but then she admits, I said things I shouldn't have. I shared too much. And then as they're still up there, like at oh. the rose ceremony, she turns to Kathy and in a whisper is like, I'm so sorry. But uh, did you have a really nice time with him? And I saw Ellen's face behind them. And Ellen is just like. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, stop. Girl, don't She's do looking. it. Don't Kat, do it. I think we have a clip of this little exchange between Kathy and Teresa, again, at the rose ceremony. Did you have a really nice time with him? I was mostly crying. Yeah. Oh, no. He's just, you know, he's just such a great guy. He's so nice. So intuitive. He came, he came up to me and said the most wonderful thing. He came up to where I was bowling when I was out in the bedroom. And then he came up to your bedroom? Teresa, that's the kind of stuff you need to keep to yourself. Like, it, oh my God. It's just the kind of thing where you're like, Teresa, you're saying you're sorry. Yeah. You're trying to make nice. Don't make it about you. No. Just don't. Oh. Read the room. Read yeah. the room. And this is when I go back and forth. You know, there's no winner in this situation. No. Nobody's doing things purposely. But like, I flip-flop between Kathy's right Teresa's right. Kathy's wrong. Teresa's wrong. In this moment, I'm like, Teresa, like you just spoke about this. Kathy literally just told you that she does not want to hear about your relationship with Gary. Yeah, like, like she's now said it. Yes. Now she's said it. So like what you yes. do after this point, I hold you a little more accountable for. And to say, yeah, I was bawling my... It's like, clearly you were crying over what Kathy did. Exactly. So like you're exactly. it Rubbing feel, it in. You made felt, me upset. You yeah. made me upset. And Gary comforted me. He was so nice to me when you made me cry. cry. Like, I was like, Teresa? No. What? Are and you? at that moment, too, like, mm. they literally just got their roses. Like, they're whispering. And Gary's like, they're about to toast to another week with Gary. And I'm like, oh, now? Really? Like, right. She's just yeah, so Kathy's anxious. She's going to straight up. She had Kathy's to, like, going to straight up hate Lee, Teresa yeah. now. <laughs> oh, I so agree. And the other thing is, I don't even think it was okay for Teresa to ask Kathy how her conversation yes. with him went. I thought that was almost like, feeling it out, like, how much does he like Kathy now? What mm -hmm. did Kathy say to him? It really read, stay quiet. Yeah. Gaze ahead. Stop engaging. But no, Teresa was like, if I ask her how her relationship is... Then, then I have an opportunity yeah, to tell about me. Exactly. Then I, yeah. then I can share my relationship. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. this is, yeah, this is when Kathy says... You know, she's guilty of running her mouth sometimes, but she's also <gasps> intuitive. She she thinks she's Teresa, like, as you know, and, yeah. as you know, I run my mouth. I love that. You producers love me for it. And so do we, the audience. Yeah, we love Please her. never stop. But <laughs> she's like, it. yeah, Teresa's a nice person, but she's either dumb as rocks or knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. I think it's in between. It's, somewhere yeah, between. it might be somewhere in between. I yeah. The only time I was like, are you trying to rub it in a little? Is that last... Yep. comment like in the first part i think ter like she didn't do anything wrong no, yeah. this i was like uh, yeah, when it ended with on. that yeah i was like ooh. but again maybe so it clearly, was just her nervous clearly, energy like she couldn't yeah, like control yeah, i don't herself. think she's a, again i don't think she's a malicious person i think she's not good at reading the room and she's anxious about her connection with kathy and she's just doing the wrong things yes also Teresa to, like, has said you know she spends a lot of time in her garden with her flowers 
I have a feeling Kathy is spending a lot of time with other women (laughs) regularly. Like, Kathy has a social life that maybe Teresa doesn't have. I oh, have, that's, there's that's like an interesting dynamic. They're different women. Everybody, you know, they're Lee, all different. <laughs> I, I love that. That's so, and yeah, Teresa is so, is very soft. Yeah. She's very tender hearted. I associate her with the flowers and romantic poetry. Yeah. Kathy's out there doing CrossFit with her group. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? She has a social life. Like she's comedic. <laughs> she knows how to make people laugh. She knows how to have a good time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you're, and Teresa's all... a homebody. I feel, I have that sense. I yeah. so agree with you. And I feel like we all three, right, Emily and Priscilla, we all would have said, come on, Teresa, zip your lip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We wouldn't have yeah. said zip your lip the way Kathy no. said it, but she needed to zip her lip. Come on. No. And if someone started to, if to me, like if someone started to cry, I'd be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just like, I want to let you know. And now that you know, we're good. Um, yeah, I would have hugged but, and stroked the hair and made them Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but Kathy's... Kathy's a, a harder edge than than I do. Next week, we see that there's finally going to be a big pickleball tournament. <laughs> and as we were concerned, someone's going to hurt themselves yes. and that someone is April. April. Hopefully, hopefully, it's not like a time on the show ending injury. Gary's mm-hmm. also going ATVing. Ellen is falling in love. Susan and Leslie get some passionate kisses. And of course, the Kathy-Teresa drama continues. We end this episode with an incredible credit sequence. We did clip it. I keep saying, if things don't work out with Gary, I'm going home with Susan. (laughs) If you stop farting. It's torture sitting here. I think it's because I don't have a rose. I have a first row seat to your gas. (laughs) I think it's Edith's fault, because she makes good guac. (laughs) You made meatballs. Is it possible your gas is coming from? guacamole, yes. You don't know. I do know, because I don't eat that all the time. You can't prove it by me. You guys, (laughs) it was definitely the meatballs. (laughs) Nancy oh, popping Nancy. in from the Oh my gosh. I, I wrote down from Cat Stevens the wind to Susan's wind. <laughs> that's where that's where we've got. That's poetry right there. Right. We've had a lot of, we've had a lot of gastro talk this week on Bachelor franchise. Uh, yeah, TV. it's true. It's mm-hmm. gastro. It's gastro week. Yeah, week it's, it's the poop baby week. Yeah. Okay. And guac yeah. farts, you know? And I get it. Guacamole, you know, you never know. <laughs> well, Lee, next week we'll know whether it was indeed the guacamole or the meatballs because Edith's not around to make guac anymore. That's so it's true. true. But Susan right? will continue to wake up at seven and make some meatballs. <laughs> and herself (laughs) oh priscilla this has been so much fun thank you for joining us to recap can you tell everyone listening where they can find you and your work uh priscillagilman.com two l's and priscilla one l and gilman uh facebook priscilla gilman author i'm on twitter is priscilla gilman instagram is priscilla gilman and this has been such an incredible joy wow we loved having you this is so much fun so much fun. And thank you for your enthusiasm. I feel so... It's we're going to have great. you on yeah, as our April. Happy. You can be our April on this podcast, just giving us motivational speeches. <laughs> Next time I'll come with a basket of eggs. Fresh. <laughs> and now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start with Love to See It. First... We love to see the ASKN asking 
friend group, and their ride-or-die mentality for each other. They've got gossip. They've got gas. They've got guacamole and meatballs. I mean, <laughs> what don't it they seems got? like fun. Yeah, yeah I want to join this little clique. It seems like a, a really good time. Friends for life. Uh, we also love to see the women step out of their comfort zones and show off some hidden talents. That was such a fun date. Um, shout out, I loved Ellen's sex ed session. And of course, Joan's very sweet poem. And I need to see the full video of Nancy's whipped cream catch because I still don't understand it, but it it seemed impressive. Also, I want to know if Sandra told any more jokes. I, I would watch a full, a tight 10 from her. We also love to see... I really love to see that Ellen is a summer camp kid. You know, <laughs> anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a long time knows that I am a camp kid. I really identify with other camp kids, and I just love Ellen obsessed 10 out of 10. This is a sign. Ellen's your girl. Speaking of Ellen, watching her get pampered on her fairy tale date and try on all those beautiful gowns and get her earrings from Gary. It was lovely. I'm sure Roberta is smiling down for sure. So proud of Ellen. Oh, oh, absolutely. And now it's time for Hate to See It. We hate to see Joan having to leave just when she's forming a solid connection with Gary. We obviously respect her decision to be home for her postpartum daughter, and we just want what's best for her and her kid, but it was heart-wrenching. It really was. You know what? I was rooting for Joan and Gary, but I'm, you know, I'm hoping for happiness in both of their futures. And I think as Joan said, you know, she's grown from this experience. We also hated to see her articulating the reality that as you age, people want you to disappear. That was really heart-wrenching. Like that moment That was hard. That was really hard to listen to and... I think it was important. So, like, I don't hate to see it in the show because I think it needed to be said. But we hate to see that reality. We hate to see that that is how the culture treats older people and especially older women. Something else I maybe hate to see and maybe don't hate to see because (laughs) I, I feel like these women can't be all perfect. They can't never have conflict. But... We saw some, it was a little bit of messy drama between Teresa and Kathy. There were two weeks of just utter peace and prosperity. And it was it was hard to see both of them upset. Yeah. So we hate to see that. We, we hate, hate to, to see, see hurt that. feelings. We also literally hate to see anyone go home, especially our darling Edith and our, uh, our Woodstock and Christina. Uh, every week, these goodbyes are so tough. These women are fabulous. Um, and Emma, I know that you want Edith to get like a paid modeling contract. Like a highly paid. Like I know she's already a, a gray hair model, but like, I don't know. Like L'Oreal mm-hmm. hire this woman. Yes. Like, are you kidding? Like just, yeah, I don't know. Also, she Nexus cooks. hair. That's been a sponsor on this podcast. Hire Edith. They talk, Gary talked about how she cooks. Susan loves her guacamole. Get this girl on Food Network. Like, I'd watch Ooh, Edith yeah. and her adorable also, outfits on Food Network. You know what? <laughs> Hell yeah, I would watch that. And that brings us to our season rating. Gary's grand zaddy energy out of 10 winks. I'm going to say it was lower this week. Yeah, I, I gave it like a six and a half just because it was more uh, drama and women focused. 
But Gary's little unbuttoned, like, forest green linen shirt was giving a lot of riz, you know? Tons of riz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to put this one at, like, a six. I feel, yeah, a six. And on that note, that is it for Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Thanks to our guest, Priscilla Gilman. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Matarana is our executive producer. If you like our show, do all the things you would do to support a podcast you love. Remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, you know, on multiple platforms. We uh, could use some more reviews on Spotify, just saying. And of course, spread the word about our show to all of your friends. And if you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and on Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at LeeBZ. We'll be back Friday with more from Bachelor in Paradise. We'll be back Friday with another episode. Can you keep up? I like love Stitcher. <laughs>